With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome to the latest and greatest edition of the Steelers Sunday Night Q&A. My name is Jeremy Betts, hosting, as always, this wonderful show where we get with you, the listener, and we answer your questions. We talk Steelers football and a bunch of other topics, too, as you have questions and comments. And uh, it's a lot of fun, so thank you for joining us tonight i've got a special guest with me today usually i'm guest appearing on his show on fridays the let's ride podcast if you haven't listened to that it is a doozy every time ready to uh, bring the latest and greatest pittsburgh steelers news i've got jeff hartman with me today jeff thanks for coming on the show man how you doing this is really weird uh i'm normally (laughs) the one uh peppering you with questions now i feel like the roles reversed i feel like you're gonna ask me some crazy off the wall questions but i'll be ready i'm ready for it Sounds good. You know what? I, I actually did not prepare a list of the, the hardest questions I could come up with. So we'll see if I can do that on the fly today. Cause there you're you right. Know. Sometimes you put me on the spot, man. And, and that was, you know, I, I always enjoy that. So no problem there. Well, Jeff, the reason you're on is cause there's some changes happening yeah. around the steel curtain network around behind the steel curtain.com, which has uh, to this point kind of been our editorial grounds for, uh, breaking news for everything that you need to know. Your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers, yep. as always what you've coined uh, that phrase. So um, there's there's going to be a new spot for that, though. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Tell our listeners here 
and then they'll be able to ask some questions live um, about some of the changes, how they can access um, our new content and, and what's coming up and the new location specifically. So Jeff, I'll just open it up to you, man. Tell us what's going on. Sure. Um, so, you know, anyone that listens to my Let's Ride podcast or has heard the Steelers preview, which is obviously live streamed on YouTube, Facebook, et cetera, we've been t- pumping up our new company that we're working with, Fans First Sports Network. And, uh, you know, so when Fans First Sports Network, how it got started was when we were told, and we announced this to everyone, this isn't breaking news, when SB Nation and Vox Media decided to part ways with podcasts. So about 98% of their podcasts were told, hey, you don't gotta you don't gotta go home, but you can't stay here. So we had to find a new home, and that's when Fans First Sports Network was created. And um, I I had always known as my role with Fans First Sports Network grew that we were eventually going to be tasked with creating written content with the website. Well, Fans First website is officially live now. You can go check it out right now, ffsn.app, app, and that's because we will have a app in about a month or so when we have everything finalized. So we will have a mobile app so that things can be have push button notifications, all that stuff that's down the road. But right now, if you want to check out the website, that's the question that that is the, the main hub. That's the landing spot. Now, what we decided the the CEO of fans first said, Hey, would you think that all of the people are would the, all your staff at behind the steel curtain would be willing to come over and write for fans first. And I was like, well, let me ask. So we created steel curtain network for the written side, steelcurtainnetwork.com. Now it's not live yet. If you go there now, it's, it's just a couple podcast articles there. It's nothing, no written content. I told, I gave SB nation our, our two week notice, all but one writer are leaving behind the steel curtain and they are coming over to fans for sports network. So as of Saturday, July 15th, the Steel Curtain Network will not just be your podcast network. It will also be the place to find all of your written content. And this is actually really great. I think this is really awesome because we have Steel Curtain Network is now everything. It's our Instagram. It's our Twitter. It's our Facebook. It's our YouTube channel. It's our website now. It's everything is just, it's uniformed. We stand behind it. Hell, we have our own sh- a shop. If you want to get a t-shirt that's got the logo in the corner of the screen, if you're watching live, if you go to my Twitter feed, which you can see below, it's at uh, J Hartman, H-A-R-T-M-A-N underscore P-I-T. I've pinned a tweet. My ride or die crew t-shirts are done. They're in the shop. You can go buy some gear. Like everything is becoming uniform. And I love that. I love the fact that we're all going to be together. And uh, yes, Gavin, Dave won't have to say that website still exists. <laughs> It'll still exist. Like some people think this is meaning that behind the silk curtain is just going to go away. If they do, it's on them. It's not because of me. We're choosing yeah. to we, we were choosing to leave. Jeremy's coming over. Andrew's coming over. Uh, we, even Michael Beck is coming back on a volunteer basis to write nice. some stuff. So it's, I'm, I'm really excited about this, man. I really am. And I'm glad you're on board, Jeremy. Yeah. And Hey, if you're fans of other leagues, other teams as well, it's mm-hmm. going to have it all, you know? Yeah. And so we're, we're really going to just expand this and be, it's going to be all the same content as far as, the the writers you know the people you know you're gonna be able to comment on the articles still we're still gonna be able to have your input which is gonna be fantastic and uh definitely check it out steelcurtainnetwork.com i just looked at it before the show and it's really cool um you'll be able to save that to your your feeds and and your history Mm -hmm. and everything so you can go back to that bookmark it because it's gonna be full of all your Steelers content well just know folks like this is like the very first like we just launched the website middle Mm -hmm. of last week 
And so th- it's going to look different probably by the time football season rolls around. So you might go and like, oh my gosh, like, look, it's just like the articles listed first. Who cares? Like really it's the content that matters. Yeah. Um, but I, I do want to say that for, for us on the written side, um, one of the th- reasons, and when I was talking with the CEO about how I wanted to structure everything was I, I was sick of trying to keep up with the Joneses in terms of the aggregators out there. You know, the, the, the people that go out and they're writing every like 15 articles a day. I don't have any interest in doing that anymore. Quality over quantity is going to be kind of where we're going with this. And so if you want thoughtful articles, articles that should create a good, lively discussion, and those articles are going to stay there, they're going to exist there for a little bit longer, probably a lot longer than you thought before. So those conversations can continue to happen. Uh, we're hoping to have everything that you had at Behind the Steel Curtain in terms of open threads and things like that. So give us a shot. This Saturday is when we go live. We're still going to be turning out content at Behind the Steel Curtain this week, uh, this Saturday. And I did, did someone in the live chat did ask, does it would there be any new shows coming to? Not right now. Uh, our podcast platform is changing a little bit. Uh, Jeffrey Benedict is stepping away. We talked about that, I think, on uh, one of the shows I did last week. I did a bunch. Um he is just has some family stuff he's got to tend to. Hmm. So we've got a new show coming out Tuesday mornings. That's two of the homies. We got the, the pump your breaks podcast, which I'm really excited to check out. It's going to be brand new, t- uh, Tuesday, this Tuesday morning. So not too much changing on the podcast side, mainly just on the editorial side. Awesome stuff as always. Well, Jeff, the reason we come on this show is to answer questions and we've already got several of those. And, uh, it, like I said, at the beginning, if you have questions uh, about this, about the new venture, about, all this stuff that's happening. Uh, feel free to continue to ask those and we will answer those as they come. Uh, but we've got some Steelers questions here, starting with Joseph Brown kind of, kind of start off the show. Big question marks here. Are you getting the feeling that we are going to have a well-balanced offense this year? Jeff, let me throw it to you, man, as my inaugural question to you on you a go. show, what you got? Well-balanced offense. I mean, is there such thing as a well-balanced offense in the modern NFL? I don't think it's 50-50 in terms of pass-to-run ratio, if that's what you think. I would say the balance, and I'll ask you this, Jeremy, do you think balance is 60-40 pass-to-run at this stage in the NFL? I mean, I wouldn't even necessarily categorize it as that. I think you just got to be able to be a threat in mm. either spot. So you're not so looking like, at it. You're not looking at numerical value. You're looking at no. just the way the game is played. I think if you look at the blueprint for the modern NFL, it's the Kansas City Chiefs in the playoffs last year specifically where – Isaiah Pacheco was averaging like six yards a carry. Yeah. And also the offense was just passing the ball all over the place. <laughs> so, you know, that's the new NFL is that balance is, can I throw you off enough with the passing game or the running game to make the other one work? And so that, that to me is where you, you've got to get your numbers there. Well, in that instance, if I'm using your criteria, I think that yes, they will be a well-balanced offense in, in 2023. If, if, my gosh, I mean, this offensive line has just been beefed up. I mean, they're ready to go. I mean, barring injury, these guys should have the capabilities of running it right down your throat. Yeah, You add in Darnell Washington, and that should only help in terms of blocking. So, yeah, I think it, it if they're using the run to set everything else up, they should be successful, I think. Yeah, I think you're going to see, probably as far as percentages go, the Steelers probably end up on the higher end of rushing numbers in the league as far as how often they run the football, just because that's how this offense is going to be set up. And 
you know, I don't know about you, Jeff, but when, when you watch highlights of the end of the season, specifically that Ravens game to kind of close out the year, Kenny Pickett, that final drive to, to close things out, I think you're going to see more uh, the team asking him to take over in specific spots of the game, maybe even a little earlier, because I think he can do it. And some of those throws are elite level throws. Um, so the beginning of the season, we might start out run heavy, <laughs> but by the time the middle of the season comes around the offense, as it usually does most years, uh, your team looks totally different by week eight against the Jacksonville Jaguars than it did in week one against the San Francisco uh, 49ers. So did, speaking did you, of, go, 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 ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was going to just bring it on to the next question. So go ahead. No, I was going to say, did you see that graph that was been all around Twitter about the, the quarterbacks throwing into tight windows? Did you see that one by chance? I did like, not see that one. Top yet. left of the, of okay. the, of the chart is really good. Bottom right is really bad. It's like Justin Fields is bottom right. Cause he's not good at throwing <laughs> the ball. Yeah. And guess who's top left. Kenneth Shane Pickett. Kenneth he was Shane like, Pickett. yeah, the problem was, is that he just, he didn't have a lot of qualifying throws due to the shorter passes. And then also, yeah. you know, he didn't push the ball down the field as much. So in terms of attempts, he didn't have as many. So in completion percent, he was top left. He was the best quarterback in the league in terms of throwing into those, those tight window throws as it was labeled. So take it for its worth. Fantastic stuff. Let's take a look at this question here. Speaking of the San Francisco 49ers, Brian Brown says if Brock Purdy starts against the Steelers, do you think that the Steelers defense will expose him as Mr. Irrelevant, which he was in the draft last year, or will he ball out? What do you think, Jeff? This is a good one. Well, I thinking about week one and thinking about the, the gold standard network, which is quarterbacked by our own Rob stats Guerrero for fans for sports network does phenomenal work for the 49ers. I'm not going to talk about Brock Purdy till the guy can throw something. Like he yeah. can't even, he's not even throwing yet. Like he's probably doing like the towel whip, you know, and anyone that's ever done like any type of throwing rehab, they have the towel and they're whipping the towel and that's going to kind of equate to that torque in the elbow and then the shoulder. He can't, ben Roethlisberger he can't, a couple years exactly, ago. Exactly. Yeah. He yeah. can't even throw yet. Yeah. So here we are on the 9th of July. Almost every team in the NFL is reporting on the 25th. The Steelers yeah. are 26th. And this guy can't even throw yet. And maybe he would be ready. I just don't see him being there yet at week one. So if it's Trey Lance or Sam Darnold, I love it. But yeah. if it's Brock Purdy, let's say it is. Let's go down that rabbit hole. It's going to be, can the Steelers make them one-dimensional? That's what yeah. it's going to come down to. Can you stop Christian McCaffrey? Can you force the ball into Brock Purdy's hands and make him win the game? And if he does beat you, so be it. But you can't let Christian McCaffrey in their dominant run game do the job. That's just my own personal take. What do you think? Yeah, I agree with you there. And, you know, what we saw from Brock Purdy was really just a, an ability to do what he was asked to do in that Kyle Shanahan offense. And so I, I don't know. I'm, I'm more of the let's let's not say Brock Purdy is this amazing quarterback until we see him do it over the course of a full season over the, you know, a course of a couple of years, even uh, can he win big games too? And, you know, that's, that's where you start to see, yeah, he's, he's actually a good quarterback as opposed to nah he fits this system really well. So, and we see system quarterbacks coming in and out of the league all the time. And the, the reason that they don't ever really stick for too long is because they might put up good stats in one offense. You move them somewhere else and they're not going to put up those same stats or you, you get a, a team that just can't, they cap themselves in their potential like the Jimmy Garoppolo led 49ers did because he just wasn't good enough 
when it mattered in Super Bowls and NFC Championship games to take them over the top. So Brock Purdy's got a lot to to wor- worry about, especially in a week one game against a Mike Tomlin defense that usually comes out firing on all cylinders to shut down offenses still trying to find themselves in, in a week one. Well, let me say something before we move on to the next question. Steelers Freak just said in the live chat, I'll bring it up here since I have it. He said that San Francisco will have the same game plan against Kenny Pickett. Yeah, stop the run, force the quarterback to beat you. I was rooting really hard against Brock Purdy last year. His rookie numbers in terms of like wins was getting close to Roethlisberger, and I was like, yeah, I don't want anyone touching that record. Like, yeah. like, wins for a rookie and stuff. Um, yeah. But so that it didn't happen. Who would you rather have in the situation of the defense, whichever defense you're looking at in week one, shuts down the running game, which quarterback do you trust the most? Do you trust Brock Purdy in that system, or do you trust Kenny Pickett with the Steelers, uh, we've seen it already. It's Kenny Pickett. You know that when the scoring's down, go. when there the team go. is is needs a play, needs a drive. He's the one who who did it last year. And um, the Brock Purdy led 49ers played with a lead a lot. They yeah, they right. relied on those those easy completions and uh, a Christian McCaffrey led running game and and passing game too. I mean, you talk about him as a runner, but. Um, just the, the way they scheme up the run is so good there. You know, it wasn't just him, uh, but him as a receiver is really what took, took them over the top. And so uh, it's, to me, it's Kenny Pickett because when the chips were down, that's when Kenny Pickett was his best. And I'm looking forward to seeing that in year two really am. There you go. Great. Yep. Let's move on to a fun question here. More likely from case and right Steelers, eight wins or Browns, 12 wins. This is a good question because I think the Browns could be pretty good this year, but I don't think the Steelers are going to be an eight win team either. So I don't know, Jeff, this is tough. Do you have an answer for this question? You're just saying that because your wife's a Browns fan. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say that more likely, Oh geez, I guess it, it would be more likely that uh, the, I don't think the Steelers are an eight win team. Like you said, no. I don't think Cleveland's winning 12 games though either. They could be sniffing the double digit mark. I could see them winning close to 10 games, but again, that's all up to Deshaun Watson. I don't even really know how to answer this because I don't, is it more likely that the Steelers win eight? No. Is it more likely that the Browns win 12? No. <laughs> Flip the numbers. That's more likely. So yeah. I don't know, that's yeah. Tough. I'm, I'm going to say it's more likely that the Steelers win eight because if, if uh, injury happens to Kenny Pickett and we've seen that happen, you know, where he's it concussion. So maybe a, a game or two, but the more he were to have of those, the longer he would stay out. Um, if TJ Watt gets hurt again, uh, you know, something along those lines, I could see the the Steelers ending up closer to eight wins and the then the Browns getting to 12. That just that just doesn't seem likely to me. I think the, the Browns will be decent this year, like you said. But uh, 12 wins for Cleveland, there's way too many unknowns there uh, to, to really consider a 12 win season. So I'm going to go with, um, in a, in a league where injuries are a common occurrence for many teams, if the Steelers lose two of their best players, um, for any length of time, they could really struggle for, for a time. So that's where I would go with that for as far as likelihoods and scenarios go. Um, just kind of, a throwing this up too, Gavin Ant- Anthony says the Browns 12 wins, our schedule is really easy. We can only be so bad that, you know, that's kind of what you were uh, leaning there towards. Yeah. Uh, Jeff, do you see any other questions? I'm still working my way down here. Oh, uh, well, there, there's been. Oh, here some. we go. You, here we go. Know. Here we go. Brian Brown says, "Which receivers do you think might get the axe before training camp is over?" 
this wide receiver room is crazy, Jeff, especially deep down. You've got, you've got Miles Boykin, you've got Hakeem Butler. For some reason, um, Gunnar Olszewski is still on this roster. <laughs> mm-hmm. What are we talking about here? Um, Cody White still on this roster. So yeah. you see anybody specific getting the ax? Is it definitely Gunnar Olszewski? Is it anybody else? I mean, unless you're talking about one of those guys, it's like, the 89th guy on the 90 man roster who's going to get cut like where, where there's yeah. zero to no significance. You know, I was just right before we recorded this show, I was on with Mark Bergen of believe in Steelers. So I'm, I'm on the believe in Steelers podcast this week as well. And he asked me, what's my most intriguing upcoming camp battle. And I said, it's actually the wide receiver position. You just don't know what they're thinking in return. in, in terms of let alone players, how many are they going to keep? Are they going to keep five? Right. Are they going to keep six? I don't see them keeping seven. In terms of known commodities, they have two. Deontay Johnson and George Pickens. Now, Allen Robinson is three. I'll give him that. They trade for him. I doubt he's going to get him cut. Um, unless barring an injury. You look at, okay, is Calvin Austin the third? That guy is, I think, Miles Boykin has a spot because of his special teams capability. Hakeem Butler? Yeah. You know, I, I have Jim Wexel on my podcast tomorrow, Monday. Let's ride. And I asked him about Akeem Butler. He goes, let's just say there's a reason this guy hasn't stuck anywhere. Yeah. Everywhere he goes, he gets cut. He said the XFL is the first time he ever finished. He didn't get cut. So that stuck with me. Cody White, they, they, everyone, Jim himself said it. They're, they love, they're loving Cody White this offseason. Mm. Gunner, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. That's why it's intriguing to me. What do you yeah. think? So there are currently 12 wide receivers on the Steelers roster. Well, I think I just named nine of them. Yeah, I mean, you did. Um, and here's something I find intriguing here, Jeff. Uh, Gunnar Olszewski is just listed as a wide receiver on the Steelers depth uh, chart. Interesting. Jordan Bird is listed wide receiver return specialist Jordan on this Bird. roster. And what's, what are his numbers? He's that little guy, isn't he? Or is that, am yeah. I thinking of Alfonso Graham? No, Jordan Bird, 5'9", 170. Yeah, oh, my he's, gosh. He's a little guy. That's me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's he's tiny. That's literally I mean, me. Five nine one seventy. I couldn't be in the NFL. Are you kidding me? Uh undrafted rookie, played at San Diego State, uh 58 games, primarily as a running back kick return specialist. So he's really there just to be competition for that. Do you think they should have a spot. kick return or punt return specialist on this roster, though, with kick return rules changing? I just I don't yeah. feel like it's it's a ne- it's a necessity. I agree with you 100. percent He got to be able to do something else. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, if you're gonna have five nine one seventy, he's probably just there for his speed, right? Uh, his speed quickness. Just hope. put Calvin Austin back there. You're gonna you're hopefully giving him snaps on offense at the very least. So I mean, unless it, he's a, unless he's but. unless he's fumbling the football, that's the only reason you wouldn't True. put Calvin Austin back there. Yeah. And I, I think I saw a video of him last year uh, where they do like the how many balls he can catch yeah. competition. He had like seven of them. So I, I don't know if that's going to be a major issue, but I think we saw the same thing from Gunnar Olszewski too last yeah, year. Yeah, <laughs> don't remind me of week two against New England last year. Oh man, let's not go there. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, Jeff. How do you feel about rookie contracts? I, some people get like really uh, antsy about these. I don't necessarily because it's such a – a fluid thing and these you know rookies are are working on so many things right now they're on vacation basically do you have 
any issue with Joey Porter Jr. not having his contract done yet? Are you getting nervous about this at all? No, I'm I'm not that nervous about it. This is a unique situation. Like it says in the question, yeah. the 32nd pick is usually a first rounder. The Steelers could be saying like, I understand that you think that that's a first round pick, but it's not. That was a second round selection. That changes a lot of stuff in terms of contract. And Omar Khan has shown a willingness already this season to do something that they've never done. And Keanu Benton's rookie deal, it was what his third year was guaranteed. Yeah. Uh, the Steelers have never done guaranteed years in a rookie contract. Joey Porter might say, wait a second. Okay. This guy was drafted behind me and he got a guaranteed year. Well, I want a guaranteed year. And so that right. kind of, that might set this might set the standard and let's something I often forget is Joey Porter might be out on the West coast and his agent, they could basically have everything done and he just has to get into town and sign the papers. And then it's right. a done deal. They didn't get it done over mini camp. He's training over out in California or something like that. Hey, Joey, when you come back, we get ready for camp. Let's say, when are you going to be back? I'll be back on the 15th of July, uh, you know, nine days or whatever, 11 days before camp. Okay. We'll get you signed. You know, yeah, we'll get you signed then like that. That is a possibility here. I don't think it's sure. always these disgruntled employees that are barking orders to their agents. And then it's all that, especially with the new rookie, the deals and stuff. And as Dave yeah. Schofield points out in the live chat, that it was only a small part of year three for Keanu Benton, which was guaranteed. Yeah. And I mean, this is Joey Porter Jr. We're talking about, he's not going to hold out his rookie season on the Steelers, you know, you uh, really after getting not. drafted yeah. by that, that just doesn't make sense. And Omar Khan's going to get it figured out. So it, it doesn't, it's not something I'm, I'm very concerned about at all uh, either. So um, good points there, Jeff, let's take a quick break yeah. on the audio side and uh, right here on video, we're not going anywhere on the live stream. So stick around with us. We'll be right back on the audio side after this short break. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We're back. And we got another comment here, actually, but I wanted to bring it up, Jeff, on the Steelers Sunday night Q&A. Steelers Freak says, this division will be a dogfight like never seen before. Setting up the stage here, all four teams will beat on each other. Is this a possibility, Jeff, that we see a very close race between all four teams and that maybe their records aren't quite as good as we think they could be because this division is so good? Is that something that's a possibility here this season? Yeah, but at the same time, they're they're paired up with some pretty favorable divisions. We'll put it that Absolutely. way. I mean, you're paired up with the the AFC South, pretty weak with yep. rookie quarterbacks strewn without. You're paired up with the NFC West. And so, yes, the San Francisco 49ers are in there, and we don't know if Geno Smith is who he was last year for Seattle. The, the Cardinals are a dumpster fire, and the Rams, well, who knows? So you already have some favorable matchups in Green Bay. Okay, there's your NFC matchup in Pittsburgh, but not Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love. So we don't know that either. I, I think that the, the AFC North, I, I'm going to call it right now, I think you have three teams with double-digit wins. Three teams finished with double-digit yeah. wins. The team that doesn't is Cleveland. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the team that doesn't is Cleveland. I like it. Yeah. Um, so I, I think 100% that – I would look at the NFC or the AFC East, excuse me, with their schedule and obviously the teams in their division more top to bottom. I mean, all four teams there look like they could be good, at least in some way. The New England Patriots might have the best defense in the league. I mean, there's a lot of talk and their offense should be improved with with um, their new play caller, whose name is escaping my mind right now. Um, but who are you talking you know, about? Which team? The New England Patriots, they've got a new offensive coordinator. This oh, year. that's the, yeah. oh, Bill O'Brien, right? Bill O'Brien. There you go. That's that's the name was escaping me. You're, <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you very much. Um, you know, it, they've got a, a lot to be concerned about in that division because they play good teams across the board. I think they've got the, the AFC West this year. So they've got to play a tough division and yeah. outside of their own. So that's going to be a tough spot for them. I, I think you're going to see those teams beat up on each other a little bit more. That's why I predicted all off season here that the AFC North winner will be the number one seed in the AFC because those teams are going to beat up on each other and the out of division schedule for the AFC North is much more favorable for sure. Let's bring up a question here from Brian Brown. How many years do you think Alex Highsmith will sign for when he signs his new deal? I don't buy any of that trade crap. I don't buy that either. Jeff, what do you think about this this proposed deal potentially for uh, Alex Highsmith? I'm going to go with what our sources have told us from day one here, and that is that it's literally just the minute details that are keeping this from being a done deal. I have no uh, concrete structure, but I do probably believe that um, my guess is that it would be an extension. They're going to utilize his final rookie year as a lesser cap hit. Um, I would say in the three to four year extension range. So that they'll 
call this a new contract, even though it's a, an extension. So I would yeah. think maybe a total of, of five years, uh, which would be a four-year extension, minimum four years, a three-year extension. And Omar Khan's going to be creative with how he maneuvers the money so that he can keep the Steelers in a good salary cap position. Uh, I think they get a deal done, and I think it's more along the lines of, I don't think, was it last year that, no, was it last year or two years ago that Deontay Johnson got his deal? Two years ago, two, right? Two years ago, yep. Remember, he was going down to training camp and he was not doing team drills and all that stuff. And then finally, he got his deal. I don't even yeah. think it gets to that point. I think they get the deal done before camp. I'd love for that to happen. Not going to predict it or guarantee it. But at the same time, I could see them getting this deal done. So it's not a distraction. It's not a talking point. No one has to answer questions about it. Let's focus on football. What about you? What do you think? Yeah, Alex Highsmith is 25 going into the season. So even a, even a, a four-year extension on his deal what he'd, he'd still be under 30 before he would be up for free agency again or right at it and he would be able to get a contract somewhere else again i think he's you know he's probably looking at a three to four year deal um so he can get another contract while he's um still in his prime if you will and and not really 31 32 and teams are like eh, you've probably seen your better days already um, so I think that that'll play a factor into it. That might be the minute details we're talking here. The Steelers kind of want to lock him up long-term and maybe he's saying, well, maybe not super long-term because yeah. I'm thinking about four or five years from now. We don't know, but um, those are the types of things, you know, little things that maybe they can get stuck on until somebody says, well, the fact is we just want you here. The fact is I want to be here. Let's just get this done for however long we can get it done. And, and we'll go from there. So I, I think it does get done. It's been even from the the NFL Combine, Andrew Wilbar being there talking to some people um, and some sources that he was able to talk to there. They were like, "Yeah, this this Alex Highsmith deal is is done. It's just when. It's not if. It's when." Right. So um, definitely uh, expecting that to be to be a part of of what we see the rest of this off season. Vinny. Vinny boy says, why is Minka so underappreciated by the national media? He's always been this good and it showed in his days at Bama. He's right. He is underappreciated. I I think a lot of Steelers are underappreciated across the NFL, but maybe that's just my black and gold lenses. (laughs) I don't know. I think TJ Watts being overlooked this year. I think Cam Hayward gets overlooked in the defensive tackle conversation. Um, I, I think, a lot of these Steelers defenders, because the defense is, I mean, the defense could be bad one year and everybody still talks about the Steelers having a good defense because that's just the Steelers. So I think that the Steelers name sometimes limits the the player hype, if you will. Um, and so that's where I kind of go off with this. But what do you think, Jeff? Why is Minka underappreciated across the board here? Well, I, I don't want to steal too much from my podcast with Jim Wexel tomorrow morning, but he talked about how Minka... Mika doesn't like to talk. He, he doesn't yeah. like to give interviews. He's he's a real quiet guy. He's kind of like your cerebral assassin. He He's not the loud, boisterous guy that everyone seems to love in the national media. I mean, look at the players who are always being discussed and talked about. They're typically the guys that are very loud. They're, you know, they're in the commercials. They're a name brand, all this stuff. Mika Fitzpatrick is the furthest thing from that. He's a worker. He shows up, he does his job, he keeps his mouth shut, and he moves on. Another day's work logged, moving yeah. on. That's why the Steelers fans love the guy, yeah. but that's also why he's not getting the national media. It's not that he's not good. Trust me, he's good. 
<laughs> the dude's an all pro. He's been an all pro more than one year and he hasn't been in the league that long. I mean, the, the Steelers, they did it right. Get, getting yeah. him how they got him when they got him. Uh, I think that just the national media sees Minka Fitzpatrick as this unknown because he's not that loud vocal guy. He, and he's not even the loud vocal leader of the Steelers. He shows he leads by example. Troy yes. Polamalu was very similar, except very he was similar, a yeah. he was a freak. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> when he did freaky things, everyone took notice. He had the long hair, which drew attention to him. Minka doesn't have the hair, yeah, but he he just he leads by example. Cam Hayward's more of that vocal guy. Yeah. Like, Let's go, rah rah. Cam gets more acknowledgement than Minka does. Believe it or not, what do yeah. you think, Jeremy? Yeah, I I think that that does play a factor into it. And I was going to ask you. Do you think Minka Fitzpatrick is a potential Hall of Famer on this defense? Because you know, you talk about he does doesn't get all the looks from the outside world, he doesn't get all that recognition. But then you mentioned Troy Palomalo. That was gonna be my argument for him here, too. Why I mean Troy Palomalo was regularly ranked uh and he's Minka Fitzpatrick is regularly ranked at the top, but people just don't talk about him as much. People still like right. to talk about Derwin James <laughs> for some reason. What have yeah. we seen that guy do other than ride the pine and wear knee braces and things exactly. like that? You know, so my question, you know, do you see Minka Fitzpatrick as as a potential Hall of Famer on this defense, along with maybe Cam Hayward, TJ, TJ Watt, if they continue on their current trajectories? Or is this guy kind of just below that? And that maybe that's why he doesn't quite get that recognition with these other guys. I, I think he's I think there's still a long way to go, uh, but oh, he's yeah. definitely on that path for sure. Get a ring, you know, rack up some more. He maybe get some votes for defensive player of the year or something like that. He's still a younger guy as well. But let me ask you this: you know, the safety position has changed a lot, even in the yes. last decade. So what, what did ever who did everyone talk about when Troy was playing? Troy. Ed Reed, Brian yeah. Dawkins, like those were the big three. So who are the safeties now? Minka, Jesse Bates, maybe Justin Simmons and uh, Simmons. Yeah, sure. It, it, Jamal, what was his name? Um, Jamal Adams. Yeah, I mean, but and not really anymore. Not really anymore. Yeah, he was. He's an in the box safety these exactly. days. Exactly, you know? and so it's all changed in terms of how they view the safety position. Like everyone's now enamored with cornerbacks more than they are yeah. safeties. Uh, it's just like inside linebackers. I mean, gone are the days of Brian Urlacher and Zach Thomas. And now it's these smaller guys that run all over the place and yeah. are sideline to sideline. It's just the evolution of the game and it yeah. draws attention to and away from certain positions. I think safety is just the latest one. Yeah, I agree with you there. Um, I, I just think though, <clears throat> if you're just looking at it from a Steelers fan perspective, sometimes we just got to put our heads down and, and watch it too, because we're watching the greatness unfold in front of us. And it doesn't matter what everybody else says on the outside, what we're seeing and just enjoying what we're seeing while we see it. Cause you never know. Can't, this could be Cam Hayward's last year. You know, this could yep. be Megan Fitzpatrick could have a, a major injury or, you know, crossing fingers, knocking on I knocked wood. On wood. This, I knocked yeah, on wood. Everybody knocking on wood. Yeah. You never know with all of this stuff. So let's just enjoy it while it lasts and not worry too much about what the outside world is saying here. So, yep. Um, I, you know, I, there's a lot of comments in here about the defense being really good. Do you see this defense being a top two or three defense, Jeff? Are they going to hold people down in points? Are they going to be takeaways? give up some big plays, young, young secondary, you know, they've got some guys that they're going to be relying on there at corner that don't have a lot of NFL experience. Um, you know, you've got a, a young defensive line too, that is kind of come into its own. And yeah, you've got some 
some solid pieces there, but is this, are we overhyping this defense or are we not giving it enough credit here? Well, let me, I'm going to do what I hate when people do this to me. So <laughs> I tend to do it to other people. I'm going to answer your question with a question. Let's so how are the Steelers going to win games this year? Like, what does it look like mm. if they have their own MO? Yeah. What does it look like them winning games in 2023? Go ahead. You want a final score or do you want no, just the style of it? Just the yeah. style of it. Like, what is it? What does it look like if the Steelers had their way and Mike Tomlin yeah. and the, the coaching staff can say, here's how we're going to win football games. What does that look like? They're going to muddy it up. It's going to get, it's going to get dirty. Um, you know, it's not going to be pretty football, not a lot of style points. Um, that's how, I mean, that's Mike Tomlin football right there. And I think more than any time in the last few years, they kind of have the pieces on both sides of the ball to do that. But I don't know. Are, are, is, is this defense going to be able to take Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, and, and these high powered offenses in the AFC North and hold them to less than 30 points. I don't know. You know, you better hope they tough. can, if that's the way you're trying to win football yeah, games, that's absolutely. what I'm getting to. If that's the Steelers MO and they're saying, look, we're not going to try to sh- win shootouts unless we absolutely have to, then you better hope that your defense is that type of defense. And when I say that type of defense, I'm talking top 10 in almost every statistical category, top five in some, yeah, like that's where they're going to have to be if they want to win that. Like, it's just they're they're going against the grain in this regard. Everyone else is trying to uh, high powered, high powered, high powered. Yeah. The Steelers are like, let's go back to the early '90s, and so that's going to be tough. I'm not saying it's impossible, but if this defense you want to live up to the hype, you got to win games like that. If that's the way you got to win, you better stand up to those offenses because they're they're legit in the AFC. They absolutely are, and I don't necessarily think the Steelers will be. When we walk out of here, we're not going to see uh, at the end of the year like the the pic- famous picture of of the Dick LeBeau standing on the sideline with the the stats from that 2008 defense where they were first overall in passing, first mm-hmm. overall in rush defense, first overall in scoring, first in turnovers, all these different things. I don't think we're going to see that, Jeff, but I do think you're looking at a top five scoring defense. You're looking at a, a team that can hopefully just just make teams one-dimensional and throw the football. And if they can do that, then you, turnovers should be high. They, they probably give up some passing yards. Uh, I, they might not even be a top-10 passing yard defense, but I don't think that that's necessarily a huge deal in the league this in this day and age. You don't need to hold teams to 178 yards passing per game in order to be successful. You just got to limit – what they do with their, with their 300 yards passing. Is that catching up at the end of the game? Is that, you know, we're mo- moving down the field, but we can't score because this defense is just too good in, in, in close. And the Steelers got bit by that snake several times last year with their own offense, not being able to score in close quarters. And I think that they could do the Steelers defense could do that to opposing offenses without looking like, man, this team is the no fly zone. The, the, Seattle Seahawks Legion of Boom. It's not the Ike Taylor, Ryan Clark, 2008 team uh, as far as stats go, and they can still be that kind of of a good defense. So he, here's the thing. So you know the Steelers are going to have to score points. Like did 18.1. That's not going to cut it in 2023. Not, not even yeah. close. And that's why when people ask me like, what's the one metric that you want to see with the offense? It's simple. 
score freaking points. So yeah. here's, I brought this up. Riddle me this for a second. Give me a sec. So I went back to the last year's playoffs. All right. Last year's playoffs. I'm just going to say the scores. Yeah. Okay. These are just the final scores. Wild card round 41, 23, 31, 30, 34, 31, 31, 24, 24, 17, 31, 14. Okay. So that was the wild card round. Some people say it's watered down. Let's go to the divisional round. It's a little different. 27, 20, 38, seven. That was Philly, New York, uh, 27, <laughs> 10, and then 19, 12, San Fran over Dallas. Okay. So that was the divisional round. Then you go to, um, I don't know, I think I'm missing and missing something here, but still we'll, we'll continue conference championships. 31, seven. We know Purdy goes down. They have no quarterback 23, 20. And then you go to the Super Bowl last year. Well, my gosh, like it's crazy. 38, 35. My point here is this. We can talk about defense till we're blue in the face, but you, the Steelers are going to have to score points this year. So what I, my worst fear as a fan is that Mike Tomlin says exactly what I said or what you said when it's, how are you going to win games? It's let's go and let's just control the clock. If you're going to play the clock possession game, you better be damn good in the red zone. Yeah, And they weren't last year. I did the Here We Go show with Coach KT Smith last Friday. He brought up some unbelievably damning statistics uh, with Kenny Pickett's accuracy in the red zone, especially inside the 10-yard line where he was the worst-rated quarterback in terms of percentage in the NFL, those that threw enough passes. Go back and listen to it if you missed it. Seriously, it's the first half of the show. Anywhere you get your podcast, the Here We Go Steelers show, I sub for Brian Davis. It's in the first half. He talks about all of it. They're going to have to score with some type of regularity. Yeah. So I hate to go off on a tangent like that, but I love the defense and I hope they're awesome. But man, my focus is all on the offense. They can't have 18.1 points per game as an average. They're not going to make the playoffs if they do that again. It's not going to work. It's just no, not going to work. No, no. not at all. And uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm excited for what the season can hold because I think we've got the pieces in place on offense to be better, and the red zone efficiency if that improves, um, to top half of the league, uh, as opposed to bottom three, <laughs> bottom two, whatever it was that the Steelers ended up this last year, then you're going to be you're going to be better. You're going to score more points because I think the the offense will be able to move the ball up and down the field. They they have no excuse. And so somebody's going to have to be um, on the chopping block if, in fact, the Steelers do not live up to that type of potential this year. And uh, we'll see how it goes. It's already set up. The scapegoat's already set up, man. Canada's, Canada's contract is over after this year. So if it doesn't right. play a pan out, they say, oh, Matt Canada, you're going to get the Todd Haley treatment. We're just not going to extend your contract. Right. <laughs> there you go and then they've got their guy in place already glenn thomas he's already in place oh, as the passing game <laughs> randy feetner 2.0 here we go right. All right oh man here we go <laughs> all right uh another question here from evgeny crosby all right uh we got question one two questions here can we get anything out of our middle linebacker and question two can we keep tj highsmith ogan joby hayward healthy for 17 games those are big ifs man yeah. big ifs uh, start with middle linebacker though, and uh, you know I think the 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 injury question here is you know <laughs> we can't answer that. <laughs> I hope so, but the Steelers can't really do anything to to really mitigate potential injuries other than sit their guys, and we don't want to see any of these guys sitting on the bench. So let's talk about the middle linebacker position here. So 
I know I just kind of criticized Mike Tomlin and maybe the overall approach of the team. <laughs> this is going to sound very much the antithesis of what I just said, but hear me out here. I don't think that Mike Tomlin, Andy Weedle, and Omar Khan are, are, are the type of people that are just going to say, well, you know, I can't believe the free agency's over. Basically the draft is over. We don't have any middle linebackers. Like we just totally whiffed. Did anyone, did someone forget? Like, I don't think that that's how they're, what they're saying. I think they do have a plan. Now, whether that plan works, I don't know. I think Keanu Neal flexing down into the linebacker role is something he did with Dallas, I believe. Um, I think he was with Dallas. Anyways. Dallas and um, Atlanta, yeah. yeah. Definitely with both he of those He played teams, some yeah. linebacker there. I think Cole Holcomb's going to be that number one communicator. Uh, Landon Roberts, that's your downhill thumper. I-, I think that if they could find just one more guy, maybe that guy is on the roster. Maybe it's someone like Tanner Muse, and people poo-poo that idea all the time. But if maybe it's a Tanner Muse that could contribute in a way that we're not thinking. I don't know. Maybe it's optimistic. Maybe I believe that the Steelers know more than me, but they do. So yeah. I don't know. What do you think? I think that they like Cole Holcomb a lot more than the rest of us do. And um, maybe that'll change as the games heat up and maybe even as training camp heats up and we see the type of player he is. Uh, the scouting community is definitely higher on Cole Holcomb than maybe the general fan base is. If you listen to some podcasts like I listen to where it's more NFL scouts, it's more talent evaluators. They love Cole Holcomb. They think that that was an absolute nails uh, hit by or home run hit by uh, Omar Khan in, in, in this off season. And so uh, I have yet to see that because I think he's got limitations, but they just think he was underutilized and and maybe not in the right system for his skill set, not asked to do some of the right things in Washington that he's going to be able to produce that here. So I think that that is kind of where if you don't see the Steelers make a move at in, inside linebacker throughout training camp leading up into the season, then I think that that's that's just got to be the thought process here is that they like this guy. They like Landon Roberts for his role, stuff the run, rush the passer. They think Cole Holcomb can do the rest if he's asked to do it. And so that's why they would go uh, with this grouping. Uh, it's the only way that makes sense to me. They're not sitting there thinking if they go with this that eh, we'll just we'll just uh, cover up the inefficiencies here or the the lack of ability here at inside linebacker. That if that's what they're doing, that's not that's not how you should run a team. You want to try to put the best players in position that you can. So um, as you go throughout a season, if you realize, Hey, maybe we weren't exactly right about this. Maybe this is a little bit of a weak spot. Then you cover some of those things up, but you don't go into a season saying we're going to have to cover up, um, these guys butts a little bit because yeah. they're not going to be good enough. So that just can't be your philosophy going into it. Good point. Yeah. Okay. So let's see. I like this. Jeremiah Yoder says it's smash mouth Pittsburgh Steelers football been that way for this franchise since the 1970s looks like they're going to keep going that way and i like the point that you made jeff is it's a it's a zig when everybody else zags it's what people you know maybe these teams like the the chiefs and the eagles i don't know what you're thinking if you're the steelers maybe they're not equipped to handle our physicality you know maybe that's kind of your your blueprint here but like you said, also, that only takes you so far. You got to be able to score. You got to be able to put up points uh, for this to, to work. So let's move on to a question here from Afton Forad. Do you think Mount Washington, I love that 
nickname for the new tight end and possibly CA3 improved red zone performance this year. I don't know about Calvin Austin the third, but Darnell Washington, Allen Robinson, that might be a different conversation. What do you think, Jeff? Yeah. So uh, again, I don't want to talk about this too much. I don't I, check out my let's ride podcast on Monday morning. Okay. I no, know no, Jeff, spill it, spill it here. <laughs> no, I want you to listen to the show. Damn it. I spend time on that. Um, so Afton, uh, you know, I know she listens to the show. I think she's a ride or die crew member. Um, so we, Jim talks about this a lot. He talks about Calvin Austin. He talked about Darnell Washington. He tells it like he sees it and it might not be what Steeler fans want to hear, but let's just say that I don't think these guys are going to be the heroes that some people are making them out to be at least early on. Hmm. Mm. yeah uh, they're gonna have to work their way into the offense right mm-hmm. they're gonna have to yeah. show that they can be more than just fill in pieces um especially the rookies they're, they're gonna have to show what they can do um alan robinson might jump in and be a little more heavily involved than others potentially because he's been there done that now he but talks about talk- alan robinson in a very positive light <laughs> there you go good deal <laughs> so yeah it's a it's gonna be fun to watch but i think and we we all all fan bases do this after two weeks of of seeing a team we all have our overreactions right and then by the end of the year that team doesn't look the same as it was so we're gonna have to give this offense time i think a little bit as well hopefully you can ride a, a dominant defense in the early parts of the season while the offense figures some stuff out works in its new pieces if you do that then you know, maybe you can you can ride a, a more dominant grouping all across the board um, into some of the tougher games to close out the year, as opposed to the early mid portion of the season where um, you're you're kind of working through some things and, and getting better at some things. Yeah, all of it. Here's a, another question from Vinny. We'll close out here in just a second, but I d- d- did want to get to this: How much will Kenny play in the preseason to build chemistry with the wide receivers? Would you consider sitting guys like Minka, Cam, TJ the whole preseason? I know I would. <laughs> How much well, does Kenny play though, Jeff? Well, no, look, first and foremost, TJ Watt doesn't need to step on the freaking field. Absolutely. Do not. we need to remember the scare that we all got in week three of the preseason last year against Detroit when TJ Hawkinson went low and rolled him up and messed up his knee to the point he had to have it cleaned up while he was nursing yep. his chest injury on injured reserve. People forget that. Don't yeah. Mm. Don't know. They don't need to play. There's no need to. I I'm, who is the coach of the Vikings, the head coach? um kevin o'connell yes so kevin o'connell i know this from david stefano he is a part of the vikings first and skull that is our fans for sports network vikings feed he was telling telling me that the way that o'connell approaches this topic of preseason play they have inner squad scrimmages and that's when their quarterbacks get their work and why it's controlled they have controlled settings so they can get that game-like feel they know the opposition is not going to hit their quarterback or anything like that take them out of the risk of the preseason. That sounded like a genius move. And he said he was very, he was very skeptical of it at first, but it worked to a, it worked to perfection last year. They're doing it again this year. Steelers haven't had an inner squad scrimmage in a long time. And I think it's because every time they did, there were fights that broke out, but still um, that sounds way more intriguing than putting them out there in a preseason game. Nonetheless, Steelers don't have that inner squad scrimmage. I would say the Kenny Pickett plays, Take a look at what Mitch Trubisky did last year. Flip it with Kenny Pickett this year, and I think that's what you get. I like it. And uh, is this will be the the Mason Rudolph show, right? Again in the preseason. Why do we need part? to see Mason Rudolph more in the preseason? <laughs> Who's the four string guy? That that rookie from Minnesota or something? Play him. More, I'd rather more, see him. Something Morgan, yeah. 
Absolutely. Nothing against Mason, but we've seen it enough. I mean, come on. It's like Landry Jones when he was there. It's like, how much more Landry Jones preseason football do we need to stomach? Let's see someone new. That's preseason Hall of Famer there, Landry Jones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got it. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Jeff. Man, I appreciate you coming on. And I know we no didn't problem. get to some of the questions at the end of the show, but thank you all for listening in. And uh, we've got a lot of exciting things happening at the Steel Curtain Network, Fans First Sports Network. It's a lot of fun. The Pirates just had a first round, first overall pick out of LSU. I'm sure that'll get talked about on hey, some of our different shows and everything like that. Talk so. the plank. Talk the plank. It's our Pirates yeah. podcast on Fans First. Go check them out. They'll have a lot of stuff. Great shows. It's it's a good show, too. I've enjoyed the couple episodes I've got a chance to listen to. So check it out. Thanks again for joining us here on the Steelers Sunday Night Q&A. That's going to do it for us here. For Jeff, thank you for coming on the show. And uh, I'm Jeremy Betts. We'll we'll see you again next week on the Steelers Sunday Night Q and A. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.